And we're back. Hey, everybody. It's Dan Miller, Eclectic Avenue, and we've been off for a while. It's nice to be back on the air. We'll talk about that in future shows coming up. We wanted to just jump into the fire and really get this going this season. And today we have a very special guest host on. We've had him on before. This is a guy that we have our own little think tank. We will call each other and we'll analyze the news. We'll talk about what's coming up, what we think should be coming up, try and forecast what is going on around our country and the world. A journalist and writer extraordinaire, the one and only John Woolard. So without further ado, let's give him a call here. Hi, John. Can you hear me? Yeah. How you doing? I'm good. I've been looking forward to it. We haven't been talking as much as normal, and I really miss that. <laughs> I miss and you, I know. Dan. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know how much I missed you, really. Well, I know we both probably have a lot to say, don't we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we do. And that's that's part of the deal. When, you ha- when you're doing a talk show, it's pretty good to be able to, to wax eloquent. When you think about it, the last several years... Everything we've had, the majority of stuff really has been either stuff about elections, and then we had COVID. And yes. this year, we're back on elections again, but COVID's kind of gone away a little bit. But it's not yeah. like we're lacking for news. There's enough stuff going on around the world right now. You know what I noticed? That there seems to be a portion of people, I think maybe in Washington or something, and in the media that are still pushing the uh, COVID thing, like, uh, you know, like there's something else uh, might be coming along. Maybe I'm uh, conspiratorial just uh, to a fault. But it seems to me like the Democrats might be thinking that it would be great to be able to do all the ballot things again, uh, like they did during the presidential election. It seems to me that that's a possibility. Right now, I just I just sense that there's a uh, some sort of COVID uh, wanting to uh, you know an attempt to bring COVID back into the equation somehow. And I, well, you know have the you old term that recently. Yes, you know the old term "wag the dog." Yeah, they, yeah. I really believe they're desperate to come up with something to kind of get everybody's mind off. Uh, Biden. What really is going on in the world, and and you're right with the COVID thing, and with uh, the Supreme Court uh, leak. Right. Uh, those are the two that they're wanting to kind of get everybody to thinking about those two instead of Ukraine, instead of inflation, instead of the border, instead of oh, we could just keep going on and on. Let me ask you something, Dan. How is it that this person can go in, break into Alito's? you know, uh, whatever, computer or whatever, and release it to the world. Uh, obviously, it was, it's, a, it's a way to try to get the, the left riled up and all that. But how is it they can't find, there's only a handful of people that could be involved in this, or one person. Why have they not been able to uh, find out who that is or announce who it is? It seems, to me, you know, it seems to me that it's been quite a while for them not to even give any kind of indication at all who they think it might be. Right. I do think eventually, it may take years too, who knows, I think eventually it'll come out. The one yeah, thing but, I really believe is this leak had nothing to do with pro-life or pro-choice. No. This leak had to do with let's get something in the news here to get everybody to forget about all the rest of the stuff going on. Right. It's like uh, you know, like a magician puts your hand puts his hand over here so you don't see what's happening on the other on the other hand. Right. What's going right. on? Now the diversion. As big of a top. Yeah. As big of a topic as this is, I don't think this is big enough for the average person in our country to forget all the rest of the stuff going on. No. The media is trying to push it, but I don't think this is going to turn anybody off of the way our election's headed no. this year. No. Because I think people can, enough people can can see what's happening here. This is right. just too convenient for them. Well, it is. And, and I know you and I have talked about this before. And I think I'm safe in saying, like for me, Yes, I am pro-life, but I right. do understand there could be things where people could say, 
yes, we do believe there should be a choice, and I am not the one to say no, there isn't. No. But that being said, much as we want to trust them, there are a lot of polls out there that people that are pro-choice still believe short-term. Sure. I'm just going to throw this out because I've heard it in the news so much, but like the 15 weeks and under, they are okay with anything over that. And you see, I totally have to agree with that. Once a baby is, we'll use the word viable and can live, then, yeah, that shouldn't even be something we, I think, should be talking about. Yeah, I agree. You know what haunts me about that? There have been, I don't know, I've, I've been... There's been when they do the late term, they have photos or you know images of the baby trying to get away from the you know how they do it how they you know it's, it's, oh yes and and the pain and I just can't if it's going to do it there are certain times when the, the the fetus can't feel things right right doesn't and uh, that's where I think that you have to stop it I just can't it just it, I just can't even imagine how horif- horrific it would be to watch something like that and and we have well, to, we have to throw that in there you know the same right. people that that would that would let a mass murderer not be put in the electric chair or gas chamber or something do this or support this liberal right. some you know what i'm saying and i i i have a problem with that but mm-hmm. i also know that if somebody there's a, a case of many cases where it would just be justified but let's but try to do it where you don't inflict pain, you know. Right, right. And, and, well, and and, and, and there's 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 also opportunities for uh, adoption. It's hard to adopt a child these days. A lot harder. Oh, than it's it used to be. it's insane how hard it is too. And you know, it makes me think. There are so many. We've got so many kids in foster care. It's embarrassing for our country to have a society that has so many kids in foster care. Are people going to step up to the plate and start adopting? It's right. in society. But I think there are people I've, you know, that there's a, you, there's a, 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 a player for the Yankees, um, big tall guy, a baseball player. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, he's one of the better hitters in the, in the league. It, uh, he plays for the Yankees. Anyway, he was adopted at birth. Mm-hmm. And he's an advocate for that. He brought that up the other day. Do you, know, do you follow baseball? I know the guy, but I just can't. I can picture him. He's like six eight, six six oh, or something. I, I do a little bit. But yeah, I, but anyway, he he was an adopt adopted, and now he's like one of the, the great players in baseball, right, and all that. And he was he had a wonderful family that, that adopted him. I I think I don't know if it's if it's the efforts being put out on the abortion side, you know, about why can't they give the opportunity or, or at least bring up the opportunity, would, would you be willing to carry it and then, it, you know, have somebody adopt it? I mean, I'm, right. I don't know, right. I don't know how long, I don't know how strongly the pro-choice, which I, I, agree, I agree with too, but, there, but there's got to be, I think there's got to be some gates that you don't go through. Well, if more people would practice birth control, it's readily available. Well, that's right. It doesn't cost that much. <laughs> Abortion should not be used as a form of birth control. Absolutely right. You know, my dad used to say, well, I remember, he, I remember him telling me that. He was a funny man, the late, great W.T. Woolard. But he said, that, you know, uh, we were talking about that when I was like 16 to 17. He'd go, you know, there's a drugstore in every corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you, you can you can stop that at most times by you know certain prophylactics and things like that. I don't know, but I'm just saying I agree with you that we have to do something more about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't understand how can anybody with a good conscience could say I, I want to have a, a late term, eight, seven, eight months, even after it's born. And this is what they're in, in New York and other places, some other places, they don't have any problem with that. I know, and it just I I, I can't even comprehend people thinking that way i really can't now i understand we'll say if it's a choice of the mother's life if there's some complication where of course then okay that's something that is really kind of a whole different subject it's like okay if the mothers decide they don't want to be responsible 
and have a child, then shouldn't that make guys, if they don't want a child, not have to pay child support? <laughs> I am not for that. I mean, if you have a kid, you you pay. No, your but it, that's that's that. one of the ramifications of it. Now, one I'm I'm really passionate about here, and I've been kind of working on it, but really want to work a lot more. I have learned so much about the foster care system, and I understand close to sixty percent of kids that turn eighteen are homeless by the time they're twenty-one. Sixty percent of foster kids once they're booted out at 18, are homeless by the time they're 21. Something's wrong with our... That is, there's some, there is something, because it's not the, the, the process isn't, um, it isn't doing anybody any good. Any of the people that have, that have been in the, in the system, and then, you know, they're on the street, it's uh, later on, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's, it, well, it's going against uh, the purpose of what you were doing from the beginning. Right, and the what, reason I wanted to just openly say that... Uh, anybody that has ideas or knows of organizations that are trying to work on that problem, get a hold of us, contact us, because I am ready to jump right on board if there's yes. a good organization. And let's see if we can turn some of this stuff around. You know, enough people work on it. We might be able to win here. There's many reasons probably why that happens. But I'm thinking that maybe they're not getting job training during the that's you know, one, that yes. I mean, if you have a job, why why don't they have a job skill? Right. I mean, well, how, they they, should be, how is that provided? Right. They should be getting the frequency education before they turn 18. You know, right. the, the, exactly. the, great yeah. Mike, yeah, the great Mike Rowe has a foundation. It's called MicroWorks. And he gives scholarships out to kids to go to trade schools. Yeah. It could be commingled with a program like that where they know – there are options. There's things they can do. They're 18. They're adults. They're booted out of the system. They don't know what right. to do. Right. Uh, programs like that would maybe help the transition a little bit. They'd be aware that there's things that they can do. They're just not kicked out and say, you're on your own. Yeah. I have a son that's uh, 21, and he's looking at, at getting a trade. But, you know, the trades are, are high paying. In many cases, most cases are unionized, depending on where you are. And you, get, you get a good wage, and it's it's something that not everybody's wanting to do these days. He is a great man, by the way, Mike Rowe. You know, he's so compassionate about giving back to society. You know, you just got to love that. But I'm, I'm all for that. It's like the old saying, uh, a highly skilled tradesman. Right. And you can see people that want to hire somebody for a day or two or a handyman, right. and they're willing to pay 15, 20 bucks an hour. Right. Well, you can't really make it on that. But what people don't realize is sometimes hiring that guy at 40 or 50 an hour, that guy at 50 an hour can do the same amount of work as three guys making 20 each because right. he's skilled. Yeah. And so it's actually cheaper to pay somebody a decent wage, and they're saving money. But people are cheap. You know, it's, yeah. oh, I want to just hire somebody that's basic labor, and, and they don't understand the skill that goes into some things. Yeah, and you know what we, we're talking about? We're, we're talking about that guy. But there's a lot of women that should, you know, I've I, I got to do this because my, when my wife listens to this, she's going to say, you know, the women do this too, <laughs> you know. Uh, you it, know, it will open up a lot of uh, opportunities for uh, women. And, uh, you know, that is one girl. that I, I totally agree on. I was raised by a single mother, yeah. and she was so skilled and worked so hard. There was a lot of discrimination, and I personally have known a lot of women, whether it's in the construction trades or in restaurants, that yeah. are so good that they just don't get the recognition that yeah. they should. Right. And it's good paying. It's good paying. A lot of single moms, you know, jobs they do get aren't as uh, off uh, lucrative. as. And, right. And I think it would be any company that didn't hire a certain number of women would, would be under fire in the first place if they were, you know, or, or learning to go to trade school. I think they'd be very welcome. Right. Yeah. I personally knew, a when I had the restaurants, I personally knew, and I'm not going to mention her name, but a extremely famous chef. And she was just so good at everything. She ran a great kitchen. She was professional. 
And I was talking with one of my uh, food suppliers. They came in, you know, they come in weekly. And I mentioned her name, and he said, oh, she is just a witch with a capital B. Uh, he didn't say it quite like yeah, that. I know what you yeah, I know what you <laughs> And uh, I ordered him out, and I dropped their uh, food service. It's like, no, she has earned her way, and just because she's good at it, we don't need to hear stuff like that. Right. Yeah, and uh, guys can be that way, and they don't get called that. They just, right, call, they just yeah. be called a taskmaster or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I, and, yeah. I know. Uh, you know, same thing with construction. People think, oh, you know, oh, this girl's not going to be strong enough to be able to do something in the trades. Well, a lot of times some women can outwork the guys. Like no question, we we have a different society now. Do you right. remember the days when you were a teenager, and if you were out working with a family member or something, or you had your first job, and a forty-year-old could outwork you, how ashamed you'd be? Yeah, <laughs> it's not that way anymore. I know that it is a little different. Of course, we were uh, baby boomers. Right, and it was there was a lot, a lot of us around. I, there's a a paucity, I think. There's not as many. There was a lot more competition, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how how that matters. It just came to my mind. It is true that uh, it, you don't have as much of that. I had a friend that recently just told me she had a teenage boy come over to mow her lawn. Yeah, and she was gone a couple hours and got back, and it was only half mowed. And what had happened? Uh, he had run out of gas. He didn't know how to put gas in the lawnmower. And That's pathetic. Said, well, how, I'm sorry. Yeah, teenager, how old was he? Well, he was 17. Now, you know, 13, I would personally think if you're 13, you should know how to do it. But yeah. at 17, if you can't figure out how to put gas in a lawnmower, something's wrong. <laughs> so did he, did he, and he might not have even uh, known how to get to the, you know, maybe he didn't have a car to get there. So, but I know what you're saying. But I, yeah. yeah, well, that just seems like a little bit, wow. Yeah, I don't think that would happen in our generation. Not that I want to no. be guilty. Like when I was a boy, we were better than you are. But uh, I mean, I understand that uh, that this happens. What we're just talking about really it goes to prove. Okay, if parents aren't willing to teach their children how to become adults, right. then they shouldn't have kids. Then they should be taking birth control. You know, it's a big responsibility. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I watch my son and his friends. I mean, they're bright. There seems to be a little bit of a, a lag, not really knowing what direction to go into. Putting them, in, you know, the more and more of them that that go into the trades, it opens up more doors because there are no other people that do it, right? And that they right. that they could learn from, or just or, or would tell the boss that I hey, I know this friend of mine who's uh, pretty good. It would be a possibility. My son's getting ready to to look into the uh, trade schools right now. He's in, okay. He's in, uh, you know, he's starting. He's halfway through like uh, junior college and all that. He's considering that, and uh, we we encourage it. You can make okay. a lot of money in in the uh, trades. Oh, you really can. And if he doesn't know how to, or I will send you uh, the direct link for MicroWorks if he's interested in looking in that scholarship. Okay, I will. Sure. Because any time somebody younger wants to get ahead and do something, I'm all for us banding together and giving them as much uh, access right. to information to do that. Right. You know, we got to consider what happens across the regions of the world as well. China is right now just killing us with, uh, you know, things like that, with manufacturing. We have to – this is a bit of a switch, but we have to start getting a little bit more uh, – antagonistic toward letting China do so much of our manufacturing because oh, we, we sort of just exactly. in, 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 in a course of like 20 years we've starting around 2002 or 2000 you know we have given them much of our manufacturing base that you know you get trade more trade schools and things get more trade people working in the trades it would open the door to make uh, companies that you know in, in industry to uh, come back here again because we can't right. continue to let this happen. I yeah. just spoke with a uh, general contractor actually yesterday, and there was two things he said. One, they waited almost a year to get a electrical main panel box 
for a commercial building, and they waited 50 weeks to get 20 overhead doors for that project. And that was there's something wrong China. with our country if we're that backed up. It took them that long to get it from China or from the U.S. No, from the U.S. Oh my God! And, and so you know, construction's taking oh forever to build projects now, and it's not always the contractor's fault; it's the suppliers. I just can't even imagine that much of a backlog. I've never seen anything like that in my life. You, you and I have talked about this, um, but I'm just for the listeners. I come from uh, the West Virginia, Ohio area. My dad lived in Florida, but you know that was a major factory-driven environment. You know there was a lot right. of industry making things. Uh, even the coal industry now is, uh, is falling behind other places, and a lot of it got shipped over overseas and all that. But you know Ohio, Kentucky, part of the seaboard uh, going in is through Pennsylvania and all that, Delaware. All of those things are not where they were 30, 40 years ago. They, they were very, they were thriving. A lot of the, the factories been in Pennsylvania, places like Charleston, West Virginia, Cincinnati. Uh, all those are, are mm-hmm. uh, Cleveland, Detroit. All of them are, are suffering from where they were back then. And I think we could still recoup that because all it takes is have somebody to say, China, we're going to take it back now. Right or what? Right. It would be a long process, but the process of cheap labor and all that stuff is, is killed us. And now the, the blue collar part of our economy is struggling, and they're not making the money. And it's you know it's, it's and the people that were got about halfway through their careers doing those kind of trades and it fell off from underneath them, they're struggling too. That's a long term thing. China's just laughing at us, I think. I don't oh, want to sound conspiratorial, so, but we we let them have it. You know, wasn't it um, early on that Stalin and they were saying we'll, you, we will bury you like Khrushchev? You're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna turn it all over to us. We're gonna you know the capitalism's gonna we're gonna take advantage of your, of your own capitalism to destroy you. And it's almost like China is putting that into a play. And now right. we're looking at it. I mean, I you know I just I don't think we're in a nearly the same position we were back in the 60s and 70s. You brought up an interesting point that it got me to thinking. Now, we've just seen recently what we thought Russia was capable of. They're not capable of doing. And part of that is people in Russia, the troops in the military, right? Are not do not believe in what their country is doing. And so they are not going into Ukraine or doing this with any passion. No. Like, it's something they don't want to do. Our military is kind of the same way. In the last couple years, people in the military have been patriotic, passionate, uh, love our country, and they are not liking what we're doing now. Now, my next question is, what would China be like? Are those people in their military really... Is their military really that great, or would that kind of be the same thing, that they would not want to really do a whole lot and believe in what their country is making them do? Yeah. Well, they have they, – China is, has everybody under control. There's not – there's no – they can't challenge anything like this. If they have a, if they have a protest, a bad things going to happen, right? I think ultimately yeah. – you know, there's the old saying, the uh, government that makes a peaceful uh, revolution impossible makes violent revolution inevitable. That might happen in China in the next 30 or 40 years. But right now, China's got everything locked down. People wouldn't dare do it. But there's one thing I think the United States has going for itself, even when people are being disillusioned, even when people right. aren't happy with stuff. The majority of people are patriotic, and they right. will fight for our country. They will fight right. for what's right. And, and they still have freedom sure. of speech to do it. <laughs> right, yes. I hope none of us find out if it really works that way. I don't want things to get any worse. No. But, you know, I realized something. Everything you and I have talked about already today really goes back to the downfall of our society. Yeah. We're dropping the ball with with all the kids, with all, right. you know, we need to raise a generation that can take over. That's right. And that's the point. Yes, we're getting challenged by, and what we did was sending so many jobs to start out with. 
by the way, Russia isn't our problem. You know, no. Russia, they, we think they're this uh, military, uh, you know, dynamo, whatever. They're losing right now into Ukraine, basically. They're not, and, and Putin is trying to maybe level the whole freaking uh, country because he's afraid if he doesn't win this, they're gonna, he, uh, he, may, he may get killed, right? There's a lot of right. people that don't, uh, don't like him. And the success is the only thing that's going to keep him maybe alive. Ukraine is holding their own. I don't fear Russia like I used to. Let's put it that way. Oh, no. And Ukraine, maybe it's similar to what our country is as far as these are basically hardworking people, probably a lot of blue-collar working people, and they were passionate about keeping their freedom. They don't want a country to come in and take over. They are fighting for their life. I'd say that's probably very similar to what most people in the United States would feel like. Yeah. I don't, I think people are, if they're, everybody's a homo sapien, right? We're all the same, many ways, we're all the same. And, and, and there has to be some of the motivations, uh, to do things and not to do things. I think they're, they're roughly the same. But who, right. it depends on how free you feel to, to take advantage of it. My thought is I watched this group of people throw, um, what, blood on, um, uh, on a Soviet, I mean, I said Soviet, Russian official, and he did nothing, mm-hmm. and nobody was standing there with, uh, you know, with their guns to, or their, you know, the butts of their guns to beat them away. It, it seems like, I think uh, Putin's in a lot, when some of his colleagues, I think he's in big, in big trouble. Uh, oh, I, I have to agree. I mean, with, I, I really do. You know, Starting that war, I think he thought that uh, Ukraine would just give in. And when they started fighting back, he didn't expect that. He thought he could just, like he did the first time when he took over Crimea and all that. This guy, he's panicking. Right. His advisors aren't any better maybe than some of no. Biden's advisors. <laughs> I'm going to bring this one up. Uh, we got General that for Miley. us. Maybe they're as bad as ours. <laughs> yeah. General Miley, you know, pull out of Afghanistan. Oh, you know, within a couple of years, you know, the Taliban might take over Afghanistan. Well, yeah. he sure got that one wrong. And then he said, oh, Ukraine would fall in 48 hours. Yeah, I know. Got that one yeah. wrong. So, yeah. 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 But I, it turns out, it seems to me that the Russians don't have their heart in this. No, they really right? don't. It's not like the, you know, the... World War II, and they got invaded by the biggest war machine that ever existed at, to that point, and it, it was a lot different than, say, World War II. This is uh, Putin trying to um, see his, his heroes. Stalin, what, what, what do you need to know other than that, right? Right. He's, yeah, so I just think he's in a lot of trouble. But Russia, I don't have the fear of Russia, that I mean, or the uh, respect for Russia's military anymore. Like oh, I, no, like I no. Do. Yeah, when when they said at one time they might be the third most powerful army in the world, well, they're not even close to that anymore. Who would be number three? It's, it's, it's probably it's U.S. and in China, flip coin. Who would be the third other than uh, Pakistan. Russia? Pakistan. <laughs> I hate to Yeah, because they have a lot it, of... We, we have France. They're pretty powerful. England. But, yeah, I think they... I think they're ranked under France, actually. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, but Pakistan is the one that scares me because here we're working with Pakistan, and yet they're connected with the Taliban. Yeah, I know, and it just and they they would have no problem because you know they think they're going to meet Allah if they do you know if they if they blow themselves up. I worry about that too because they don't have the speed bumps. Right, uh, you know, that others would have. Yeah, yeah that that Pakistan, but I they wouldn't be able. To, I, I I hear what you're saying, but I don't think they would be able to for protracted military long time, long term battle or a series of battles. I don't know if they could stand up with the U.S., but they could definitely do a lot of damage. Yeah, well, if something did happen over there. Of course, we're not in good shape anyway because we let Bagram Air Base go. Yes. Really, we lost any See, Biden, power. what did Biden prove? That, you know, yesterday, he referred to him as being from uh, Wisconsin. He's not, he doesn't have everything with him. Yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, too, but Biden, he made a mistake and said that the um, inflation was uh, 
he made it sound like it's uh, actually a good thing that they've done, and they were cringing. We're, we're getting on uh, on Biden, but I, I'm just saying it's just the idea that uh, our leadership, we don't have the leadership. We really don't, and I will say this. We're going to see some stuff happen, but it's going to be after the election. I believe we're going to see impeachment happen, that kind of thing. You, th- uh, you think they're going to impeach uh, uh, Biden? I really do, but at the same time, I believe they're going to go after uh, Harris. But right, well, I think his own, her own party is going to go after her, probably. Yeah, but you see, it's after the election because what will happen if, if the GOP, you know, just wipes everything out and they, you know, it's a landslide win across the board for them, then Representative McCarthy is going to be Speaker of the House. Yeah, and you see, then he would be third in line. So if they could get rid of Biden and Harris at the same time, yeah, then the next one in is uh, Senator Kevin McCarthy, or representative. Rep- representative, yes, not to be confused with the Senator Joe McCarthy. Oh, right, uh, right. Oh boy, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if you remember that show I did last year where I was talking about, you know, we have three branches of the government, judicial, legislative, and executive. Right. right. And the first two, let's hope that the third one stays strong. Yeah. And then we have all this come out the last couple of weeks. It's now I think the Supreme Court still is strong. Yeah. But boy, for this to happen, it's like, oh boy, here we go again. That is see, that's why I I don't understand. We know, I mean, we know that's that somebody I believe. I think it's 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 bound to be. Um, it'll it maybe it's, it's likely to come out. But to think that the the Democrats don't somebody in that hierarchy doesn't know what happened here. They wanted to to use the abortion issue, you know, as a cudgel, you know, beat the Republicans in the head coming up with uh, because it's not that far away really, but uh, in the in November, right? They want to have that they have that momentum. I think they were too clever by half in doing Well, like and, this. you know, when all this happened, and, and we don't know who leaked it, you know, we can speculate, but I have to admit, the first thing I thought of was our new judicial elect, yeah. and maybe <laughs> she was the one that did it. And so I went a little farther with that, and I I went through to see, okay, what types of action could be taken, and... A Supreme Court justice can be impeached. It's only happened once in history. But the House and Senate can vote to impeach a sitting Supreme Court justice. So if the the uh, Republicans take power, like they, after this November, they could actually uh, get rid of, uh, if they wanted to, get rid of... uh, Right. Some just, but I think some justice. Well, I I think that the the motivation would be more on the. I think the Democrats are pushing toward because they they hate not having the uh, majority. So uh, this is what this is all about to try to change it back again, where they have right. they have no problem when the uh, when it's five four there. On their side, oh, it's okay. But the minute that the uh, Republicans have it six three five four, they say, well, that's unfair. You can't. Uh, we're the only ones that are allowed basically to have the majority, and they'll do anything they can to get it in, 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 and use any means. They're more ruthless than Republicans. We have to. We have to right, admit right. And so, well, and then and this is what they're, they're they're aiming at because they know there's a lot of young people, the younger people on the. Uh, that's why on, on the on the Supreme Court. That's why they made the change that they did. They put a new um, a new person on there. That's on there now. The hypocrisy of what the White House is saying when Jen Psaki has been going on and publicly yeah. saying that these protests at the homes of the Supreme Court justices they're peaceful protests. We don't want violence. You know, it's, <laughs> we need these protests. And I just keep thinking back to January 6th, the... Oh, I know. ...direction. It's like they yelled and screamed about that, and yet they are saying the same exact words. Right. ...that said that. I mean, have you you been watching this uh, uh, Saki's uh, replacement, uh, Karine uh, Jean-Pierre? 
Uh, Not as much as I should have. Done. She's uh, she's had already had some. Uh, it's coming out of the woodwork. Some of the claims that she made, the false claims about the elections and all that. She's a hack, really, and, and a conspiracy theorist. And I, I think that she, uh, some of the things she said are very disingenuous. But she's going to. As it comes out, it's going to be a problem for the Democrats. Oh yes. She's not yes. going to last and, long and, as the. Uh, right, and Jen Psaki's jumping ship. She knows oh, yeah. it's a sinking ship. I would not say she's moving up in the world to now do a show <laughs> on MSNBC. Yeah, because nobody's watching it. Did you know that MSNBC right. now and CNN, it's CNN, Newsmax, uh, you know, it's it's sort of a, a, a minor league of Fox News, but it's uh, it's actually grown so much. And some of the people that were on Fox and all, they've gone on there. And it's actually getting ratings now that, and because if that's because conservatives feel there's a, there's a precious few places they can go, I understand that. But uh, they now, uh, Newsmax is now ahead of CNN in ratings. And uh, I don't think MSNBC, MSDNC is ever going to be, is, is uh, not is not far behind. Uh, I'm just saying that. Well, you know, you're going to remember this, but... 31, 32 years ago, CNN was the front runner. They were oh, yeah. state of the art. They were the best. And that's been like 31, 32 years ago. Ted that's Turner. who you tend yeah. to, to watch. You know, we watched the original Gulf War. CNN was the only one that was on right. top of it. Right. And then recently, uh, I saw that the average age of a U.S. citizen is 38 years old. Yeah. So you know, most half of our country can't remember the original Gulf War. They can't remember what CNN was like. Is our is our is our birth rate down um, from where it was? I mean, obviously, from the baby boomer, it's down. You but know, I'm thinking that's I was another so... reason to have uh, not to have as many abortions. I think there's been 64 million abortions since uh, since Roe v. Wade. Right. Well, here's the thing, and I totally got this wrong. A year and a half almost two years ago, well, when COVID started, I said, holy cow, you are going to, we're locked down. You're going to see the birth rates go up like crazy. Yeah. And it was opposite. And then I realized the people that were locked up together probably were so sick of being around each other. They were <laughs> saying, don't touch me. And so our birth rate went down. So yeah, our, our numbers are at a low that we haven't seen in a long, long time. I have an addendum to what you just said, if, if I may. The that about being sick of each other, but also when you're in something that's been tri uh, it's, that's been, uh, I think it was hyped too much as a horrible happening for the country. This could be the you know, the worst thing since the bubonic plague. Uh, it doesn't tend to uh, make you in the uh, it, you know in the mood to uh, have children. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, it, you're, yeah. you're concerned about. Do I want to really want to bring a child into this world right now? That kind of thing. So, I mean, that, that was, that, I think they overplaying that hand had something to do with it as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's awful. No. But what, let me, let me ask, ask you this. Give me your thought about Saki, because you were on, on something. This woman, I think she's really, she was really too combative for her own good. I don't know if I've told you this. I had this dream. If, you know, I was a longtime journalist and, you know, still... Sometimes I am. My hope would be someday to go when Jen Psaki was there, uh, and I would get I would get a pass to go uh, to one of her daily briefings and be there and have and say, Jen, I have two questions. My question is, one, did Joe Biden ever uh, sniff your hair? Two, <laughs> the second the second question is, if he did sniff your hair, did he inhale polyurethane? Because her her hair doesn't move. You know those claymation things where they, you know, Jane Jetson, like her just, it's always, it was like, it's like she has her hair glued on. We're going to miss her. She is so hot. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, oh, I am going to get in so much trouble for well, this. Well, she's not but... unattractive. I'm not saying that. But, uh, no, no. But her I'm personality is un unattractive. She's, you know. Right. I'm going to get into huge trouble over this one, but okay. Oh boy, I might have to edit this one out. But okay, you take the Democratic field of women running for offices and the GOP 
filled women in politics running for offices. Yeah. I'm sorry. The GOP kind of wins. They got the hardest. Oh, there's, there's, there's no question about women. it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess that means you, you can still be old and appreciate yes. people. There, There is, you know, you see some news bits coming out that it's like, okay, somebody is so full of it. But you saw the one about the story that Nancy Pelosi and JFK had a seven-year fling. No. Oh, you didn't see that one. He was, she was too young for him at that point. I mean, Kennedy was. Thank you. Yes. Uh, she was, when he was assassinated, she was 20 years old. Oh, okay. So, but she had met Well, maybe he did was, then. Well, no, I, he met her when she was 16. She was at the White House. Now, I may have that wrong. She may have been a little older. But, you know, to say a seven-year, no, it just couldn't have worked. I just, it drives me crazy when I start reading stuff like that. And, you know, no factual base to it at all. Uh, I, you know, Kennedy got around. There's no question about it. So here's a question for you. Who wins as the biggest womanizer in the White House? Was it JFK or was it Bill Clinton? Well, um, uh, George Carlin does a routine about this, or did the late great George oh, Carlin. He? He, did the, he had a thing about Kennedy and Clinton. And that the Kennedy uh, Kennedy he, Kennedy was a gad about, but uh, you know he was like with uh, Marilyn Monroe and <laughs> and, uh, oh, and, and and Clinton's not. You know, he was with uh, you know he he didn't have so the 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 people he was with uh, Kennedy got get it for having more class, but you know but Kennedy the Kennedys brothers all the Kennedys were their their old man was a uh, you know was a Lothario, right. so that they right. I, I think. Bill Clinton wanted to be um, John Kennedy in every way. <laughs> oh, right? well, you know, I I always felt a little. But Kennedy, of course, had the better of, of the. If you were going to think about it that way, it sounds sexist, though. I don't think you know. The one I always felt kind of sorry for, and there's a reason for it, but I did feel sorry for Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. First thing is, she wasn't very old, early twenties. And he was in his, what, 50s? For a 50-year-old to seduce a 20-something-year-old, I mean, come on. That's not even a, a fair game. I mean. No. Well, when you're with and, the power, you know, a, a, a guy, a, a normal guy that's in his 50s hitting on a 20-year-old would get shot down by the 20-year-old anyway, probably. Well, yeah. But when but, it's Bill Clinton. No. Yeah, but the media just crucified her and people – you know, in general, where it's like, no, it should be the opposite way. They were blaming uh, the victim, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, Clinton was, to me, Clinton was, was, was. Um, I hate to use this word, he was scum in, in some ways. The way he, he acted, I don't think he had any scruples. Now, uh, and, as a president, I think he did do a lot of good things. But, yeah. you know, most presidents... We've had a couple that haven't done good things. Most presidents, whether you agree with them or not, do come up with some good stuff. Right. But between Biden and, I'm going to say, Carter, they both kind of hold the record on, yeah, we just didn't get a whole lot done with them. Yeah. Okay, given the choice between those two, you had to vote. You had, a, you had the proverbial gun to your head. And uh, you had to choose between uh, Carter or, or Biden. I would take Carter because Carter oh. at least uh, could put together, uh, you know, sentences right. and uh, would not make he, – yeah. it's obvious that Jim, Jimmy Carter still had all his faculties. The thing that worries me about Biden is that I don't think that uh, he knows, actually understands what's going on. And, I really uh, don't either. And, uh, and but I don't think he's going to run for re-election, though. He, he wouldn't get re-elected. But no, I'm just saying no, I would take wouldn't. Carter in that, yeah. in that, uh, in that situation. We we worry. I worry about the the kind of the politicians that we don't have states. I, I, how many states? I, I'll say statesmen just because that's what state state people that are out there just right. for the United States. And I think really honestly, I think Trump was in people they hated him so much, and and he has a lot of flaws, no question, you know. But ultimately, right. he did a pretty good job, and I, I I think that we need somebody more like him. That that he gave up. You know, a lot just to be president. You know, I, 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 at least he was a statesman. 
I, I thought. Yes, and we don't have very much of that anymore. We don't. Uh, I think there are still a few there on Capitol right. Hill. I don't think we see a lot of them. <laughs> I'm really interested to see what Kevin McCarthy is going to be up to because right now he's he's kind of leading the pack as far as being able to speak well, not saying I would agree with everything he says, but no. I think he kind of cares about everything a little bit. He has bit. leadership qualities, though. He's, he's, he really does. He, um, you, you know his story, don't you? He's from Fresno, right? Right. And when he was about 18 years old, he won something like a million dollars in the, in the lotto. It might have been 50000 or 500000 or something in, in the lotto. Mm-hmm. He won, won the lotto, and he, instead of going out and buying a, you know, a Maserati or something, he, he, he took over, and he was like at the best, his early 20s. And he, he right. took over, he bought a business. He bought a uh, grocery business or something. He became an entrepreneur, and mm-hmm. uh, that's how he got started. And he, he, got, he was well-known, and little by little, people liked him, and, and that's how he ended up starting and uh, running for for uh, office. Right. He hit the lottery. Right. <laughs> Look it up. Well, it's pretty interesting. I was fortunate enough a few years ago, I was able to interview him. And yeah. this was about a healthcare initiative in California where they were kind of going up against the CDC and demanding that the CDC nationwide follows what California did and it had to do with reporting types of pneumonia. Not just saying somebody has pneumonia, but testing for what type. So I know he's not scared to go up against the big boys and I know he's passionate about taking care of people and it was one of those really, I really enjoyed talking with him. But I've been impressed ever since. I have a question. The only problem against McCarthy running for president uh, is that he's from California. He may not even win his own state because California is so much to the left. Because, you know, with that 58 electoral votes or whatever it is, would they go, mm-hmm. you know, and that's somebody in, you know, let's say Wisconsin or something, you know, the Democrat. You almost, it's like a, a slam dunk that, uh, you know, he has to be so popular that he would be able to, if he could shift the tide, like Reagan did. Of course, it was different. Right. I think it's a possibility this year. Are you, so you, know, you think he of, might run for president uh, then, you mean, in 2022? I mean, 24, 2024. Well, or he might be president before then. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Which would really just kind of change <laughs> that was, the whole tide of everything. Boy, that, would, that, would that piss off uh, Nancy Pelosi? That oh, happened. boy. <laughs> Yeah, but no, as long as... Because she thinks uh, he has a chance of being president. Right, right. But after the election, I'd say we're leaning towards it will be Speaker of the House McCarthy. Yeah, I agree. And if a double impeachment goes through, game over. Well, see, that's the thing. This is where I think the Democrats, the Republicans, I think, honestly, are more patriotic because they went out, out of their way. They knew that that Trump had, and anything Trump did was not, would not hold up as being, you know, taking him out of office, you know, being impeached. And then they, but they did it twice just to get him, right? It's, right. it's, they, that's where the ruthlessness comes in. But they wouldn't do, I don't think Republicans would uh, do that out of spite. And, and this is what the, the January 6th thing was all about. Some people showed up and they called it an insurrection. They're ruthless. I don't know if they would go after Pelosi just because they don't want to do it to the country. Democrats, right, these right. Democrats, don't seem to care what it does to the country. It's about all about holding their own power. They would sacrifice yeah, yeah. America's power for their own. And, yeah. and uh, I don't and think Republicans going, do that as much. The liberals just keep going downhill. They're they're trying to fight for changing things so much that they're doing things that are Thank against you. the best interests of the country. They're doing it just to try and get their own way. It's all about power. It's, it's, it's exactly what it is. I mean, and I'm just saying that's why they, they're willing to. They didn't call the riots, and they, they burned down a police district in Portland, whatever you know, where mm-hmm. they were a precinct. They did that. They'll go way farther. And but mm-hmm. then, um, mm-hmm. they try to they try to impeach Trump twice in like in like three weeks or four weeks, and they tried to use the, the January 6th thing when 
when really, I mean, I think it's they would never do that if uh, if it was um, if let's say Carter had done that or whatever or Clinton. Right. I mean, they were they spent the whole time offering apologies for uh, for Clinton. I mean, I just think it's oh, all yeah. about as long as it's for them, uh, that's all that matters, right? Right. And and so I I just I worry about that long term. Right. But I'm I, you know I, as you know, I just turned sixty nine yesterday, and so uh, uh, you know I'm I'm not getting any younger, but I'm I'm just saying I I, I look down the road, and I hope that uh, by the time you know, I get in my 80s or whatever that things have changed, right? But I just don't. I just, I just see this happening. I, I, when you get older, you start thinking about, or well, I'm not all that old, but you think about what are we leaving? You know, what, what will this country look like? And I think you get more. Well, John, you could you, you get more you patriotic as you get older, huh? You could still run for office, John. I could. Yeah, I could. But I. But one of the problems is you got to get elected, and I don't think anybody. <laughs> I don't know if. Uh, I would offer. I'd tell that Jen Psaki joke, and I'd be out. Uh, I'd be out and out the door, unless I was running for. Unless I was in with a bunch of Republicans, they, they, they would like that. Right. But uh, yes. but I'm just saying that she was on uh, TV yesterday, and Whoopi Goldberg, and you know, saying about how horrible the conservatives are, and uh, she'd go nuts if uh, conservatives uh, had stayed in office and that kind of thing. She, I see all this on TV, and, and, I, and they're getting away with it. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg, when did she become the, uh, the, the soothsayer of, the, of politics? You know, they're going after Elon Musk because he has the audacity of not uh, opening up, not censoring Twitter anymore, you know, right. and... Uh, and, you know, and, oh, and, how dare he do that? <laughs> yes, and, and stifling, you know, not stifling conservative commentary, you know, well, you know that kind of thing. And the left would uh, only want him to uh, to be open to uh, supporting left-wing dogma. Right. And I, I'm just seeing all that's going, going on right now. This is just unhealthy. Right? Oh, it is. It and is. I worry about it. So, and, and you, know, you know, I think I, I think we have something. to win this time, though. Yeah. No, and I've realized something. We have so much we wanted to talk about today, and I know you've got stuff to do, and I do, but we didn't even cover a quarter of what we were wanting to. We've got a lot more that we are going to be talking about. How about if I? How about if we talk in a couple of days? Yeah, I'd love to. I think this went pretty well, don't you? Oh, I or do not? too. And I know you and I have a lot more to talk about. Yes, we do. Well, I'll let Um, you go, buddies. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. So there you have it. First show of the season. And we've got a lot of changes coming up this year. This time off has made us make a lot of little changes. We're going to be adding a lot of stuff to the show. We're going to actually be adding some more shows. We will keep you posted. Hey, everybody. Have a great weekend.